Hey, hey, hey! <laughs> wow, that was weird. Um, hi guys, I'm back. I haven't done one of these solo recordings in a while, but um, I'm just excited um, to share what it is that God has been teaching me. And ultimately, I'm just um, praying that it is a blessing to you um, just as much as it was to me uh, but as per usual welcome back to the real life christian podcast i think this is episode 10 ish if not forgive me but welcome back um yeah let's get into it so today we're going to be well i want to talk to you guys a bit about abraham um and at this point the point where we're introduced to him in the bible we know him as abram and um, i think a lot of us know the story and if you're uh not christian or a new christian then the story of abraham begins when um god calls him and basically says to him um, it's in genesis chapter 12 and basically says to him hey i need you to get up pack your bags get your family and leave your father's home leave your father's family behind so what that means is um, God was saying the family that Abraham Abram himself had started, so that included his wife um, and any servants that he, Abram, had accrued. Um, God was saying, get those people, get your belongings that included animals um, and leave. And God said to him, basically leave, right? But he didn't say where he was supposed to leave to. He just said, to a land that I will show you. Uh, and so I want to fast forward. Okay, well, let me give some context or just uh, a summary of what happens. What The chapter that I want to focus on today, I believe, is 15. Um, yeah. So in 12, we meet Abram. Um, God told him what to do. Um, he makes all these promises like saying that, um, I will bless those who bless you and curse those who treat you with contempt, etc., etc., and so the Bible tells us in chapter 12 that Abram does leave, right? And um, I guess along the journey, God does tell him where to stop or where he's going or whatnot. Um, and in, uh, he leaves with his nephew, Lot. Um, which, huh, come to think of it, Lot should not have followed Abram, if you think about it. Because he said, um, leave your native country, your relatives and your father's family. And go to Lot was part of his father's family. Anyway, um, so yeah. So they go to Canaan, which is the land that God had showed to Abram that he was supposed to go to. And um, after settling in in uh, Canaan for a little bit, um, Canaan is struck by a very serious famine, right? So now that um, um, pushes Abram and his wife Sarai to leave to Egypt. Uh, because Egypt is unaffected by this famine. And so they do. And upon reaching Egypt, uh, Abram tells Sarai that, listen, um, you're very pretty. And uh, obviously, when the Egyptians see you, they're going to want you for their king. Um, and if they find out that I'm your husband, that means my life is in danger. So let's not tell them the entire truth, right? It wasn't an outright lie, but it wasn't the whole truth because they were actually siblings. And so Abram says to Sarai, let's just tell them that we're, I'm your brother and you're my sister. And that's what they did. And so true enough, 
Well, sure enough, um, the Pharaoh takes Sarai as his wife. Now that night, uh, God appears to the Pharaoh, I believe in a dream, and basically threatens his life. <laughs> and so in the morning, the Pharaoh is angry with Abraham and says, why did you lie to me? Da, 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 da. Um, and sends them off with a whole bunch of treasure. So now Abraham is not only um, sorted for the famine, he's also really rich. And so, yeah, so they go back to um, Canaan. And now, um, after some time back in Canaan, Abram and Lot are beginning to have some issues. Not the two of them as individuals, but they're uh, the people that they're each traveling with. And so Lot, um, the he- Lot's herdsmen and Abram's herdsmen are having trouble because now they have to coexist. Their sheep are doing whatever and so it becomes apparent that they have to separate and so abram being the good guy that he is um tells lot to pick for himself which part of the land he wants to uh, live and whatever he picks is his and so lot goes ahead and picks the land and moves with his people over there and then god now um says to abram okay so all of this land um he gives him all of this um i guess he 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 paints this picture excuse me for abraham um and says that look in this is um um chapter 13 verse 14 and the bible says after lot had gone the lord said to abraham look as far as you can see in every direction north and south east and west I am giving all this land as far as you can see to you and your descendants. Mm. Yeah, sorry. Um, I'm giving all this land as far as you can see to you and your descendants as a permanent possession. And I will give you so many descendants that like the dust of the earth, they cannot be counted go and walk through the land in every direction for i am giving it to you so abram moved his camp to hebron and stayed and settled near the oak grove belonging to mama i don't know how to pronounce that name but yes then he built another altar to the lord okay um and then in verse in chapter 14 some stuff happens lot and his people get captured Abraham and his allies end up becoming soldiers, fighting um, the armies that captured Lot, rescuing Lot and bringing that back. That in turn wins him favor with the king of the land. Um, And yes, and so then we move to chapter 15. And in chapter 15, I think I should read it. It's not that long. Um, stay with me guys okay so chapter 15 it says some time later the lord spoke to abram in a vision and said to him do not be afraid abram for i will protect you and your reward will be great but abram replied "O sovereign lord what good are all your blessings when i don't even have a son since you've given me no children eliza of damascus a servant in my household will inherit all my wealth you've given me no descendants of my own so one of my servants will be my heir then the lord said to him no your servants will not be your heir for you will have a son of your own who will be your heir verse 5 then the lord took abram outside and said to him 
look up into the sky and count the stars if you can that's how many descendants you will have and abram believed the lord and the lord counted him as righteous because of his faith then the lord told him i am the lord who brought you out of your of the chaldeans to give you this land as your possession but abram replied "O sovereign lord how can i be sure that i will actually possess it the lord told him bring me a three-year-old heifer is a heifer <laughs> a three-year-old female goat a three-year-old ram a turtle dove and a young pigeon so abram presented all these to him and killed them then he cut each animal down the middle and laid the halves side by side he did not however cut the birds in half some vultures swooped down to eat the carcasses but abram chased them away as the sun was going down abram fell into a deep sleep and a terrifying darkness came down over him then the lord said to abram you can be sure that your descendants will be strangers in a foreign land where there will be where they will be oppressed as slaves for 400 years but i will punish the nation that enslaves them and in the end they will come away with great wealth as for you you will die in peace and be buried at a ripe old age after four generations your descendants will return here to this land for the sins of the amorites do not yet warrant their destruction after the sun went down and darkness fell abram saw a smoking fire pot and a flaming torch pass between the halves of the carcasses so the lord made a covenant with abram that day and said i have given this land to your descendants all the way from the border of Egypt to the great Euphrates River, the land now occupied by the Kenites, Kenizzites, Cadmonites, Hittites, Perizzites, uh, Rephites, Amorites, Canaanites, Gergashites, and Jebusites. Okay. Yes, very interesting read. So I would like to focus um, from on... Uh, verse chapter 15 verses 7 onwards up until the end of the chapter which is what we just read um okay i who lord help me okay so in verse 7 basically god reminds abram that he is the god that brought him abram out of his hometown and now into another land as his possession okay let me backtrack a bit so god the, the, this chapter opens with God reassuring Abram, right? And saying to Abram, you don't need to be afraid. And rest assured that you'll get, um, you'll be heavily rewarded for whatever, right? Basically, he's saying to Abram, I've got your back. And Abram retorts with what I honestly think is such a, a, a rude, <laughs> ungrateful, uh, you know, tone. And he says, what good are your blessings if I don't even have a son? But don't forget that in the previous chapter, I believe it's 14 or 13. God God has already told Abram, your descendants. He's mentioned descendants, which then means that you must have a son, right? Um, but Abram, I guess, is full of doubts, which um, I think it's, it's, it's innate. Um, we all have, we're, we're constantly wrestling um, between trusting God and you know doubting or what 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 have you so um yeah so naturally Abraham is he he knows God because he to he had to have known God to pack up all of his life <laughs> and move to somewhere he didn't even know 
in the beginning he found out as uh, along the way right so he must have known god um but i guess he needed to be reminded and you see that um god doesn't respond angrily in fact he he demonstrates to him he shows him he bible says that he took him outside and then told him look up you know look at the stars that's how many um descendants you'll have so reassures he reassures abram and the bible says that and abram believed the lord so he was he was reassured you know he felt like huh okay i can breathe um and so verse seven so after abram believes after the bible says that abram believed the lord then god says to abraham i am the lord who brought you out of your of the chaldeans to give to give you this land as your possession so here again with the reaffirmation or the reassurance um that god is trying to you know stare up against abram's face or just have him relax like relax it's me i'm the one it's i am the god that did all these things for you and i'm the god that also brought you out to give you this land and then abram asks for a confirmation from god and he says well how can i be sure that i will actually possess the land and this says to me that thank god that he's the kind of god that allows us to have constant engagements with him or continued engagements with him about the things he's already said to us that it's not a um don't question me or don't ask me questions or don't try to understand i think god welcomes us um trying to understand the things he says which is why he and he indulges abram because abram says how can i be sure that i will actually possess it yeah i know you're saying it but how can i be sure so it says to us that you it's okay to want to be sure it's okay to want confirmation from god about something that he said right and so the lord says in verse 9 bring me so god asks for all of these um different he makes different requests very specific requests like three-year-old this three-year-old that all these animals that abraham is supposed to bring and obviously it's supposed to be a sacrifice and so um in verse 10 we see that abraham brings all of these things and the bible says that he presented he presented all these to him and he killed them then he cuts each animal down the middle and laid the halves side by side he did not however cut the birds in half okay then in verse 11 some vultures swooped down to eat the carcasses but abram chased them away which tells us that abram was being vigilant he was keeping watch he was expectant because he god said bring me these things and he's brought them and he's presented them to god and then he sacrificed them he's expecting something to happen so he stands watch which is why he's able to see the vultures come down and chase them away it means he was nearby he was standing in the place where he met god he was nearby and he's expecting that as god has requested as god has requested these things of him and that god will god will follow it up with something else you know so he's watching and waiting and here come these vultures trying to take to steal um the carcasses and the bible says that abram chased them away okay so then in verse 12 it says that the sun was setting so basically he's sacrificed these things and now the day is rounding up um the sun is setting it's not yet evening the sun is it's not yet night the sun is setting so there's still some daylight and then suddenly 
Abram, okay, so the sun was going down and Abram fell into a deep sleep. So here's this man keeping watch, uh, being vigilant, chasing away vultures. And then all of a sudden he falls asleep. And then all of a sudden a terrifying darkness came down over him. Then in verse 13, the Lord, the Bible says that then the Lord said to Abram, you can be sure that your descendants will be strangers in a foreign land. So here is where God, so we have to remember that Abram had asked for confirmation or clarifications. God is like, you, you are going to possess this land. And Abram says, how? How am I sure? How can you confirm to me? How do I know that I'm going to possess this land? And um, after he's done the things that God has asked him to do, then God begins to give him the answers um, and to, to give him more insight, to give him more revelation about this promise that he had already made. Okay, And so God says, um, he begins to paint the picture of how the possession will happen. So God says that you can be sure that your descendants will be strangers in a foreign land where they will be oppressed as slaves for 400 years. That doesn't sound very much like possession of a promised land. (laughs) But I guess, I mean, Abram could not have retorted at this point because he was asleep. (laughs) So I guess this was a dream or a vision or something. But I will punish the nation that enslaves them. And in the end, they will come away with great wealth. In the end, they will come away with great wealth. So in... um, in verse 15, he reveals to Abram that he would not actually inherit the land himself. So Abram is asking from a, from a, from a, what's the word? From a narrowed perspective in the beginning when he asked God, how can I know that I will possess this land? And then by verse 15, God is, is showing him that, you know, when I made you this promise, the promise doesn't end at you. And when I say you, you are represent, you are, you are rep- representative of a whole generation, a whole lineage. So you, Abraham, uh, Abraham, I'm giving you this land, but by you, I mean your entire generation, your descendants, your lineage. Which I think is so powerful. I think that um, it's, it's very normal. And I, I mean, yeah, it's very normal for us to think, oh, maybe a prophecy, word of prophecy came to you. You are going to be this, you are going to be that. But there's a whole generation inside of you that is waiting to be birthed, right? And to walk in some of the promises that God has given you for you. For some of the promises that you received, you may not even see it yourself. You do have a part to play because, mind you, Abram, Abram's generation was, uh, was the one was the well, Abram's descendants were the ones to possess Canaan only because Abram said yes to God, and he actually obeyed God. That is why they were the ones to possess Canaan. If Abram said no, God would have used somebody else and we would be reading a different person's story and not Abram's, right? And so, yeah, okay, so let's move on. Um, so, yeah, so we were talking about Abram would not actually inherit the land himself. God tells him that you would actually die very peacefully. <laughs> 
You die peacefully before the time comes. And in fact, the time was supposed to come in 400 years. Four generations later than Abraham. That's 400 years. And you know what? As I was thinking about this, I realized that Abraham didn't even have the capacity to possess all that land anyway. Abraham was a nomad. And he was living as a nomad and he was allowed to live as a nomad because he was a nomad. But if he decided to rise up and say, hey, I'm capturing all of you. God has told me I'm supposed to possess this land and start killing people. They would have killed him before he even had the chance to occupy anywhere else apart from where he was staying at the time. He didn't have the capacity to possess all of that land that um, God had promised him and by him his descendants and it would take 400 years of building capacity of expanding of building a nation and a people that already functioned like a country that already functioned like an established nation and if we go to exodus um just about the time where uh, the the um that the just about the time where god is leading the israelites out of egypt you know, the 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 king in power at the time or the pharaoh in power at the time one of his comments was was that or one of the reasons that he started to enslave them was that um they had become way more than uh, the egyptians and he was afraid that if if a war were to break out that the israelites would overpower them for a king to say that it shows us how big how powerful the israelites had become and that is precisely the capacity that was needed or relevant or necessary to take over a whole land okay and as we get to the end of this chapter you'll understand that it wasn't an empty land it wasn't empty there were people living there and the bible actually breaks us breaks that down for us um in verse 19 which i i read before but anyway okay so yeah so as i said possessing canaan was going to take 400 years and the descendants would return to canaan in 400 years time because god did not think that the sins of the amorites had reached the point where they needed to be destroyed which i think was so gracious of god how kind of this god to want the uh, the people that were living in Canaan to also repent you know because it tells us that they were already sinning they were sinning you know they were sinning and um they were the ones that were living in Canaan and God had promised this land to uh, Abraham and his people but it meant that if they were going to take over the land other people would be displaced and for the most part it would mean a war would ensue and they would have to be killed and whatnot um that was going to that was supposed to be punishment and god was saying god was like wait let's give them 400 years because they are sinning i know they are sinning but i don't think it's too much that i have to kill them right now let's give them some time to repent you know because yeah so the bible says um after four generations your descendants will return here to this land for the sins of the amorites do not yet warrant their destruction wow the sins of the Amorites do not yet warrant their destruction. Wow. Some of us, <laughs> we are living in a grace period. God is like, 
let's give her some time let's give him some time he's sinning i know but let's wait let's wait he'll come around he'll come around he'll come around you know i believe that god probably wanted that if they repented i believe god would have just you know grafted them into the 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 tribe of you know or the people of israel so they too would be saved you know um and maybe he wouldn't even have taken 400 years he maybe would have shortened the time because he gave him 400 years according to verse 16 it seems that he gave 400 years so that the amorites would repent because he says after four generations your descendants will return here to this land for the sins of the amorites do not yet warrant for the sins of the amorites because the sins of the amorites do not yet warrant their destruction some of us are living in grace periods and god is saying give him more time give him more time you don't want your 400 years to <laughs> your four generations time a period to to pass and you're still uh you still haven't repented um and you don't want to be displaced so that somebody else can take your place because that's what it meant for the Israelites to take over Canaan. It meant the Amorites were going to be displaced. And that's why God said, give them some more time. So, wake up call for any of you who feel, maybe you don't even feel, but it's just a wake up call that you need to get right, get right, get right, get right. <laughs> okay, so moving on. Yeah, so displacement of some people or some things must happen in order for me to take possession that's a note i wrote to myself um yeah okay so now the son in verse 17 so i believe at the end of 16 abram wakes up because <laughs> god stops talking and in verse 17 the bible says after the sun went down and darkness fell so at this point actual darkness has fallen not the terrifying darkness that engulfed abram in verse 13 so abram saw yes so after the sun went down and darkness fell abram saw a smoking fire pot and flaming torch pass between the halves of the carcasses he was awake at this point and so he saw that god was moving between the carcasses and 18 says that so the lord made a covenant with abram that day and he said i have given this land to your descendants all the way from the border of egypt wow from the border of egypt from the border of wow (laughs) from the border of egypt to the great euphrates river i have given this land to you so it means that from the point where the israelites crossed the border of egypt they were in their land my goodness wow to the great euphrates river the land now occupied by the kenites kenizzites cadmonites hittites perizzites raphites amorites canaanites Girgashites, and jebusites god was saying i'm give i have given this land to your descendants the land has already been given the prom- the prophecy has already be- been fulfilled the mandate has already taken place their destiny has already taken place the word of god is already it has already been established what what that tells us or what that tells me is that we are just day by day coming into the knowledge of something that has already been established wow we're just coming into the knowledge of so for me i guess i realized that 
when God gives a word of prophecy to us, um, when God gives a, a word of prophecy to us, yeah, you can pray about it, sure, be led. But as I'm reading this, I'm realizing there's no need <laughs> to say, hey, let it come to pass, let it come to pass. It has already come to pass. You just need, you, you are just coming into knowledge of it day by day, step by step, moment by moment. And the thing is that, what that also says is that, you know, okay, let me backtrack a little. When, even, okay, when you open the Bible to chapter 15, I don't, it, I guess it depends on the version you're reading. But um, my, the title of my chapter 15 is God Promises a Son to Abram. Okay. And when we first meet Abram, the title there is God Promises a Nation to Abram. It, it seems like it's all about Abram. But the deeper revelation I've gotten from reading this chapter is that it's never just about us. I mean, I, I think we say that um, a lot, but don't really recognize the magnitude of that statement. It's really not just about us. It was just not about Abraham. It was not just about Abraham. The plan of God ultimately was to curate, establish a people that were going to be pursuing him in the midst of other people that were pursuing other things god set out to create an entire nation that would worship him that would follow him that would pursue him and he chose a man called abram now it doesn't mean that if abram said no that god would not go ahead and create this nation i believe that god offered the invitation to abram and it was only because abram said yes like i said before it was only because abram obeyed god that it was his descendants that were the chosen ones it was only because abram said yes if it wasn't if abram said no god would have found somebody else because the agenda was the same the plan ultimately was the most important thing that i am going to create a nation after my own heart and so whatever it is, the prophecy that is concerning you or whatnot, it, it doesn't stop with you. It doesn't stop with you. The plan has already been set in motion. And ultimately, the plan has nothing to do with us. It's bigger than us. We are just... my. We play really, really minute roles <laughs> in the grand scheme of things. There is a bigger plan at play and it has been in motion from the beginning of time and god constantly extends invitations to different people at different points if you would say yes then i will use you to do xyz but if you don't say yes it doesn't change any i will still use my plan will still come to pass the plan of god will still come to pass so when god moved abraham out of his hometown it was for a bigger purpose than just favoring one man and giving him an inheritance it was abraham's yes gave him access to the promise of god not the other way around (laughs) the promise of god was already in existence so god was up to something the birth of a new people he was curating in his likeness a whole generation a whole people a whole nation so if abram said no god would have found somebody else and it means before abram could ask for a son he was already destined to have one because how else could he have had 
or how else could he have started an entire nation but you see he didn't even know that because up until this point i guess he thought it was all about him and it wasn't your prophecy it's not just about you whatever promise it is from god that you're holding on to or some prophecy that was given to you that yeah like god i want to see this oh god it's not just about you nothing 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 in the kingdom of god is just about a single person or a single thing or a single instance in your life there's a bigger picture so the plan of god exists and we must only obey to partake in it so it's untrue i think it's untrue that the plans of god depend on us they don't it's already in motion and if you accept the invitation you get the opportunity you get the privilege to participate in this plan you get the opportunity to participate in this plan the plan will still play out because it has been playing out from the beginning of time it has been playing out from the beginning of time and everything because it has been playing out from the beginning of time everything has already been accounted for the israelites in exodus when they're leaving egypt did not even recognize that they were fulfilling prophecy told 400 years before (laughs) that's so crazy to me wow they didn't even need to pray about it they didn't they didn't need to say god help us god do this god they just needed to obey so I, I i say this and you can take it with a grain of salt stop wasting time praying about the fulfillment of some prophecy rather pray for the ability to be obedient and pray that god will help you to be obedient <laughs> Because as long as you are following the instructions of God, you are fulfilling the prophecy. Wow. As long as you remain obedient. They didn't know (laughs) that God had told Abraham 400 years before that I have given. I have given it. It is already yours. It's already yours. You will just day by day realize the manifestation of it bit by bit (laughs) wow (laughs) wow they didn't know when they were grumbling they didn't know when they were crying and making all sorts of noise and complaints they didn't know that god had even accounted for the time that they would waste in the desert they didn't know that everything was accounted for they didn't know it was all a part of the plan because god knew what was coming so your mistakes my friend your mistakes god says you're going to be a pastor but you find yourself stealing every now and then and you're like you go to your room and you're crying like god why me please help me i'm so sorry and then you feel like oh i've been forgiven then the next 24 hours you go and do it again it's like oh god rescue me from this he knew that you would be making those mistakes every single thing was accounted for everything it doesn't mean remain there but i think it does it's it's just very it's it's mind-blowing to recognize and remember that 
this is bigger than you <laughs> this is bigger than you it's bigger than me it's bigger than us it's bigger than the next hundred generations to come the plan is bigger than us we get the opportunity we get the privilege to play a role in this plan but it's bigger it's bigger than us <laughs> the thing that i'm stuck on right now is that the israelites moses when moses was running away when moses when moses was born and he was supposed to have been killed and his mother protected him it was all a part of the plan God knew that, okay, it's time for the people to start their journey back to the land I have already given them. It's time. So now, I forget the name of Moses' mother, but now get pregnant. Now birth Moses. Okay, now put him in a basket. Okay, and then uh, put him on on the river. Okay, now cue Pharaoh's daughter every single detail everything was already accounted for including the mistakes so when moses tells god oh god i i can't speak i don't want to do it send that god knew what's going to happen <laughs> he accounted for it and so he says okay well Aaron can help you let's keep it moving let's keep going there's a plan at play here there's work to be done and so okay at this point my excitement is getting the better of me but yeah recognize that this plan is bigger than you um well everything is accounted for you you get the privilege of playing a part as long as you obey the plan will go on without you the show will go on without you but if you get the invites be sure to respond yes that's all for today i'll be back with a testimony episodes uh next week <laughs> but till then 